I have to tell you about these miniature gun models called goat guns. My guy loves building and collecting them. I was most surprised by the complexity of these models. They're really high quality. His dad and friends always ask about it, and if you ask me, these get a little too much attention around here. Shop for yours at GoatGuns.com. Guys, this bonus episode is going to be hysterical. Kurt Maloney did a bit of comedy for us at the Open Late launch party back in October, and then he moderated the live Q&A for Pasha and I that night. It was too good not to share with you all. You're welcome. I like my Pasha like I like my coffee. In my mouth. Can we get rose? I'm Jessica. Look how hot she is. Oh my god. Jesus What do you want to say? Jessica's very hot. <laughs> she looks like the Barbie dolls I used to undress when I was a kid. And she's the same size. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. It's a fun party. I've never done comedy with the host right behind me, so if anybody they could just fucking tackle me if I start to suck. Uh, yes, my name is Kurt. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I actually uh, am uh, the offspring of a, a non-monogamous marriage. Except for my parents didn't do it ethically. Is anybody here in a... Uh, <laughs> no, I'll prove it to you. My mom and dad used to be married to each other. They had five kids. My stepmom and my stepdad used to be married to each other. And they had two kids. And then they got divorces and then my dad's trade wives. Yeah, my life's like, like an episode of Wife Swap. It's just fucking end! <laughs> Have you guys seen that show, Wife Swap? You guys remember it? I can't forget it. <laughs> If you haven't seen the show, like these Hollywood producers would find like a mildly unhappy couple, and they'd find like another mildly unhappy couple, and they would make them swap wives for a week, and then the, the couples would be like, "This is much worse." And then they swap back, and they would like go back to their spouse with like renewed energy. That's my life, except for halfway through, they were like, "Cut! We ran out of money. You're stuck with your new spouse. You hate them. Whatever. Fuck your kids." I didn't know. I didn't know that my life was different until I was like in the third grade. Because my parents did this wife shop when I was in, uh, four years old. And uh, in the third grade, we had to make a, a family tree. We had a whole week to do it. Uh, and I really tried. Like, we had like made it out of like cardboard poster cutout, whatever. And we had to make a family tree. And every kid came back at the end of the week with the same thing. It was their parents as the tree trunk together. And then it went up. And then all the siblings and brothers and sisters were the branches. But mine, I presented mine, and mine was two trunks that sort of just mashed in the middle. <laughs> and all the branches were like connected all the way up, looked like a fucked up Dr. Seuss ladder. <laughs> and I, I was up there, I was explaining to the class that this is my family, and the teacher gave me an F on the assignment. <laughs> I know, I had to stay after class and explain to her with my mom, like, no, that's a pretty realistic depiction of my family. <laughs> she gave me an A, and I gave her a tissue, and I said, stop crying, I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> I tell that joke a lot, and people come up and they go, so your parents were swingers? I'm like, no, swingers are fun. My parents were Baptist. <laughs> I think Baptist is the opposite of fun. <laughs> if you're Baptist, just hold tight. I'm gonna roast you for a little bit. <laughs> my parents were Baptist. I don't think Baptist 
Baptists are against gay people. I think they're against fun. Right. Like, there's nothing more fun in this world than a gay person. And the Baptists are like, we gotta stop it, that's too much fun! Be like us! Like, especially, like, I, like, I love gay men, right? Uh, I have a lot of gay friends. I'm down a little bit in the gay stuff. It's fun. It's fun to try it. I specifically love how gay men talk about penis. Gay men talk about penis in the same way my very Irish father talks about potatoes. He's like, mm, I love these. I don't care what size they come in, little red ones, golden ones. Mm. My favorite's the pink, brown, rustic one. Smash it in my mouth. There's gonna be a lot of penis jokes tonight, so buckle up. I have a question. Why do people. Very high pitched. Why do people say something sucks dick to mean it's bad? Have you guys heard that before? I was out at a bar with my brother. We were there for like 45 minutes. It was pretty quiet. He was like, let's get out of here. This bar sucks dick. It was so confusing to me. I didn't get why that meant bad. Sucking dick. Everybody I know in my life that sucks dick is an absolute treasure. Every time I get my penis sucked, it's awesome. And the point down on somebody, boy or girl, they or them, it doesn't matter. It's an act of worship. What do you think of my new place? New your place? Sucks dick. <laughs> They're gonna be a little confused, like, you don't like it? You don't, no, 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 I just mean, I like being in here. <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> Anytime you invite me in here, I will come. <laughs> Unless I'm too drunk. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys have fun? I like telling that joke. I think that joke sucks, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny joke. Uh, one time I told that joke at a comedy club, and afterwards, uh, some of my friends came and went to a bar next door. We were ordering drinks, having a good time, and somebody that saw my show walked in. I didn't know him, but he was like, Hey, Kurt! Saw your comedy! You suck, dude! <laughs> in the middle of me ordering a drink, the bartender was like, Do you know him? I'm like, No, he's a homophobe, and he got kicked out. <laughs> Sometimes the jokes are just for me. <laughs> I do that a lot. I'll, I'll make a joke that's just fun for me and then other people don't like it. It gets me in trouble sometimes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an example. You have to promise not to bail on me, okay? Four people, cool. <laughs> so like five-ish years ago, my stepmom, she called me. She's like, I have bad news, are you sitting down? I said, yeah. She said, your grandmother passed away. I know. My first thought was, Oh, I hope it's the one I owe money to. I told you you can't bail on me! You can't get mad! You're mad, I'm mad! Because it wasn't! It was the other one! I told that joke to my grandma. She thought it was so funny, she was fucking hilarious. She used to come to my shows all the time. But I remember the first time she came to one of my shows, I had no idea she was coming. I was doing a set at Improv, which was a big deal for me at the time. I was like 21. And I invited my cousin, and he's my age. And 30 minutes before the show, he texted me. He's like, guess what? I invited your aunt and your grandma. I was like, fuck. He's like, is that a problem? I was like, have you ever heard my stand-up? I just talk about my penis and that hole. So she's at the show. I'm doing my set. She's like over here. I couldn't look at her. I told the audience, I'm not looking at this way for a reason. My grandma's over there. And I had to go up to her after the show. And I'm like, thanks for coming to the show, grandma. She's like, it was so fun. And I was like, I felt bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I wish I would have done clean stand-up. I didn't know you were coming. And she was like, that's okay. And she grabbed me by the hands. And she looked at my head and I was like, no, but like, no grandson wants their grandma to hear the like, blowjobs and stuff. And she grabbed my hands and she said, that's okay. 
Before I met your grandfather, I used to suck dick all the time. <laughs> Mm -hmm. What was it like coming out to people? And 
who's the hardest to tell? Okay. Um, well, so we gradually came out to sort of our friends and our family and our close community. Also, like when the, you, they see you on an app, you, <laughs> really funny story, <laughs> which I share in the podcast, but um, our old neighbors who used to live in a duplex in West Hollywood, the girl who lived above us, we became really good friends with her. And one of her friends who had been at a barbecue of ours saw Pasha on Tinder. And she was devastated because she thought that she was going to break up our relationship. She thought, you know, that she was going to like wreck my marriage and she had all this guilt and so she like waited a week and then we were having another football, like we used to have people over Sunday for football and she told our friend Omri and Omri was like, if Pasha's on Tinder, just go. And she was like, no, this does not work like that. This is not the guy code. Uh-uh. I'm not going to take that for an answer. And he's like, no, I promise you, if Pasha on Tinder, Jessica knows. And she's like, I don't think so. And so she like storms around him and comes and tells me. And I'm like, oh, let me see his profile. Is it good? Is he doing good? Change the picture. Yeah, I was like, oh, those pictures are terrible. So with little mishaps like that, we slowly but surely let all of our amazing friends know. Because our friends are incredible. I mean, you're all in this room and so supportive and so loving. And no one really batted an eye, actually. And then I think the last people that we felt, you know, we needed to tell, of course, were our families. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which. My family is so supportive, and I don't know why I was ever nervous, but I think, you know, at least for me, I never want to cause anyone pain. And I was concerned with my family, I'm probably exposed, very sort of conservative in some ways, liberal and others, um, but I never want someone to think like, well, you're going to bring like shame on our family. That was like what I was so stressed about. And both of my parents were like, you're crazy. As long as you're happy, you've always kind of been the crazy one, the weird one in the family. But <laughs> just do you kind of thing. So. Great. Do you want to answer this one? On how was it coming out? Yeah. Well, how was it coming out for you? Um, and who was it? I never really cared. Right. So I just. I'm, 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 cool. I'm, I'm an so open cool. book about everything, so I don't really care. And I have this philosophy of you don't want to be in my life. Well, I don't want you in my life anyways. You know, and so. If, if, it is what it is. Obviously, out of respect for Jessica and the relationship, I wouldn't share it as much as I wanted to. Um, coming out to my, my family, my family's like, huh? <laughs> like, they're supportive, but they don't get it. Right? Like, conservative versions. They're like, how does it work? It's very, like, old school, Middle Eastern. I'm happy for you, but is Jessica going to do anything? And so That's it was, what they all wanted to know. Yeah, so, but they're like, it makes you happy. So, it was a lot easier on me. Yeah. I felt the same way. I'm a comedian. Is this going to be poor? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys have been open uh, marriage. Do you guys experience jealousy? Still? How can you not? Yeah, on occasion. It's, very, it's rare now, but. Yeah. And how do you cope? 
Um, I do want to hear from both of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of the last time that I was jealous. It's been a very long time. Um, I think in the beginning, we coped by setting up like really great agreements and boundaries that would help us feel sort of safe and secure to navigate these things um, and really processing your emotions. Like if you're jealous, even in a monogamous relationship, and you don't talk about your jealousy, you're gonna stay jealous, like forever. So, you know, in, in our relationship with opening up, and you know, we didn't, we weren't just like, hey, we're open. Like seven years ago, we had an accidental reason, and we were like, we wanna do that again. So we could slowly but surely. I'm sorry, accidental? <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Wait a minute, what is she doing here? I masterminded, I she said accidental, I say I masterminded. Speaking of the accidental threesome, Miss Ginger Banks, who's sitting right back there, episode one, we unpacked the accidental threesome, which is phenomenal. Um, the threesome was also, but the episode's great. Um, but we sort of, we, we gradually became open. We started like monogamish with things like that that were very, um, curated, or we were on vacation, or lots of like happy accidents because I mean, we're, we're pretty good looking, so we're going to a bar. Um, but the jealousy thing. In the beginning, we had to set up a lot, a lot more sort of boundaries and agreements, and we would do one thing at a time, and we would go really slow, and then we would check in and see how that made us feel. It wasn't like, we're open, see you later, let's not talk about anything. We talked about everything and over communicated. And eventually, if you talk about an emotion enough, it will go away. Emotions just want to be heard. They want to be seen, they want to be felt. And for me, the objective is to, is to really dig into the jealousy and see what's there, what's under it. Because my jealousy has nothing to do with him. Like, his actions might be a trigger, but it's actually just an invitation for me to see, like, where do I feel inadequate? Where do I have insecurities? Am I afraid I'm going to be abandoned? And I would rather work on that and get rid of it so that I can live the next hundred years not feeling those things. Because if you never do, you're going to feel those things in whatever style of relationship you're in, or even as a single person, potentially. Um, so eventually, we took our boundaries and we started to peel them away because the whole point is to do something that feels a little risky and get comfortable with it and get out of your comfort zone and constantly be evolving that way. Um, yeah, Jealousy? Pasha, you want to answer the question? Yeah, sure. Jealousy is a natural part of being in an open relationship. It's going to happen. I think what's really great about Jessica and I is that we've done so much emotional work, personal development. It's not like, hey, I'm jealous, don't do that. Right? It's, hey, I'm jealous, but I'm going to tell you where it's coming from. I was abandoned when I was younger. You're the person I love the most. I'm afraid that you might like someone better than me. I'm triggered by this. And so we're able to go <clears throat> really deep. And it's, we're able to uncover why I'm jealous. And then the byproduct of that was I got to tell Jessica and vice versa how to love me better. How do I feel important while we're having this open lifestyle? And so it actually brought us closer together. And that's why we're in this 
open relationship together, when we have a sexual experience outside of each other, it always brought us closer together, so we really loved it. That's why we're in it in the first place. But jealousy's gonna come up, but there's a distinction between jealousy and a dislike. And we got to decipher that pretty quickly with the work that we've done. So that's why if jealousy comes up, it's kind of, kind of an invitation to go deeper. So that's how we deal with it. Yeah, it also sounds like you, yeah, we can apply that. That was great. Oh. <laughs> Like, and just from what I'm hearing in both of your answers is that when things come up, instead of being accusatory, you go, this is coming up for me, and you can talk about how and this is just not helpful. Uh, you can talk about like what's coming up for you instead of being accusatory. You just like, I feel this way, and it's allowing you to get closer. Of course. That's right. Yeah. Does anybody have a question for them? Just raise your hand or shout it out. Okay. Yeah. Is the girl that you had the threesome with at this party? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clarifying question. Yes. They're all here, but it's a scavenger hunt. Yes. Check under everyone's shoes. We have another question. Right here. How would you share it with your kids? Mm. Oh, great question. I'm going to repeat it so everyone hears it. Uh, this uh, lady right here wants to know, how would you share this with your kids? Well, and we've talked about this, we're going to share that we have other partners and we have an open relationship. It's not like we're going to say it as, when the time comes up, we're going to be very open about everything, but we're going to try to be in a very responsible way. We're also going to do it in a responsible way, but we're not going to be throwing it in their face and say, deal with it. We're going to say, hey, listen, sometimes this is what we do and this is okay for us and to just be really open about it because I think kids are a lot smarter than we think and they're going to be able to learn and adapt to whatever they want. So, but yes, absolutely open book on everything we do, for sure. Yeah, just to add to that, because um, I love this question and it's something that we've talked about a lot, put a lot about it too. Um, I think like most parents who are dating, you know, you wait a long time to like introduce partners to your kids, especially if they're going to be a really big part of your life. And so there's that element, um, but also I think that anyone who's, you know, obviously we like go on dates, but then we have people that become like a part of our lives that are, you know, a very big part of our lives. And I think those people always add more love and add so much more value to our, our children's lives as being like aunts and uncles that I would sort of, because that's what it does in our relationship as friends with like each other's you know, other lovers. So I would never want to sort of keep that from my kids. My one concern was depending on where we live and our kids going to school, right? If they would be made fun of or targeted or bullied in some way. So that's like a big concern. But we live in LA. So two moms and two dads three cousins. Why uh, anybody else have a question? Way back there, with the classes. How do you balance desire for your primary partner with desire for other partners? Great question. How do you balance desire for each other, for a primary partner, and other partners? Um, it's it's like anything else in your in your life that you make time for um, and you want to put effort into, like your health, right? 
and going to the gym consistently. Um, you know, really putting dates on the calendar, taking solo trips, um, having like a third partner for a long time in our lives was taught us a lot about how to create that balance and how to have harmony because it does require effort and work. And some people are like, well, you shouldn't have to like schedule it in to like, you know, be with your partner, be alone with your partner on your calendar, but absolutely you should have strategy because it's so important when you put your attention and focus on something. Um, the interesting thing for us that's really great, and I like wish this for all other couples who want to be not, you know, play into like non-monogamy. Um, when we're with other people, it actually makes us want the other one so much more. So we've always been very turned on by the idea of the other with someone else, or like also being in that experience. And so anytime one of us is with another person, when we come back together, our sex is so <laughs> new and hot and fun. And I think um, it's also really fun to see your partner. I've been so lucky to see Pasha be really flirtatious and like and be like loving and in love with other women and I get to see him in this it's like almost having a front row seat to what it was like when we started as a third party and it's really special to see your partner light up in that way that you haven't seen and you know because the newness of course is going to wear off and we create a bond that's longer lasting and gets even more special with time, but the cool piece is like, oh yeah, like that's the smile that he used to make and you know, when something's brand new, which is really fun. And obviously, what we have, I think, grows stronger because we allow all of that into our lives. Yeah, you know, the best way I think I would answer that is that, you know, I love you, this energy. It's, it's awesome getting to know someone, exploring another person having that sexual connection with them, and that's awesome, but there's nothing like being in love with your partner and having sexual desire for your partner who you're madly in love with. So the reason why we've gotten into this relationship or a being open relationship is it always brought us closer together, that's why we do it, but she's my number one, like, and that is very cemented, and I think that allows us to have this relationship, so as much as I love at the exploring others, I'm a guy. Like it's, it's in us to want to do that same with women as well. But at the end of the day, like, there's nothing better than Jessica, right? And that's the kind of relationship that we have the greatest sex ever. And so it just enhances really, you know. But I will say, I always say with a caveat, like, not every open relationship is like that. There are some couples we've met that you can tell that one person wants it more than the other person, but that's not how we operate. We operate because it becomes us closer together and enhances our sexual We have time for one more question. You look so excited to ask. Go for it. So if I'm thinking this is going to put up so if Pasha decides to see the same person more than three months, is that considered cheating or still a Oh no, still open and very welcome. <laughs> I actually like, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, without being specific about people, 
Uh, Posh has always had a very, um, like, I want to date women style, but not really get serious or committed with anybody. And I'm very much more, um, like, I was going to say quality over quantity. <laughs> 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 we'll unpack that later. and intimacy and to like develop over time and I think all styles are amazing um, but about two and a half years ago Pasha did really fall for someone and I was so excited for him to allow someone else to really care for him and like love him and to continue like continue building a relationship with someone that turned into something really beautiful so I was really excited for that it's, it's odd I wasn't nervous at all um, in the way that I have been with, you know, previous things or earlier things. And no, we're, we're very much open and welcoming to other partners. And that's the difference, sort of, there's a lot of different ways to be open. There's polyamorous, which is like when you identify or your preferences that you can have and share and potentially be in love with multiple partners. Um, you know, which is scary. It's scary for a lot of people. And I think there's still some fear there, like for you, it's probably memory. Um, maybe, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, okay. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Um, but I think, no, and I, I can't ever see a world where that would bother me. Yeah. I guess the best way to answer that is that the underlying philosophy that we have in our relationship, for us specifically, is that we're very much the biggest supporters of each other. So if that's a desire, and that's what you want to do, and if she wants to fall in love, or I want to fall in love, okay, how does this work? Let's, let's figure it out. So no, it's not considered cheating, but it's always something that we're always willing to explore, whatever it is, because our general philosophy is, why are we in a relationship if we can't be ourselves at all times? And, and this side of exploring others is just a byproduct of human biology, in my opinion. And so we get to be supportive of that. And if there are feelings that come up with other partners, that's something that we're willing to explore and see how it feels, whether jealousy, dislike, or whatever. But we're going to figure it out together. So nothing's off the table. We just take it with a lot of communication, a lot of trust, that the primary reason we're in this relationship to do this is that it's got to bring us closer to whether that is introducing another partner or not. And on that very sweet note, can we give it up one more time? <laughs> if you have more questions, subscribe to the podcast and answer all of them on the podcast. That is a wrap, you guys. I'm really glad that we got to share this with you. It was such a blast. I want to send a special thank you to my friends and family and everyone who came out to the launch party to support this work. And I'm so happy that you're all loving the show. If you are, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on Apple and make sure you're following at Open Late the Podcast on Instagram. Hey, podcast listener. 
Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.